Welcome, Oncers. You have discovered the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello. Hey. From the Vault of the Dark One Dagger. <laughs> yeah. The vault I'm kind of... Yeah. All to the dark one. I'm grumpy. We, we may have a little fun here today. So welcome to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. I am not I am not happy. I am grumpy. Hmm. That's I, I changed my dwarf name. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about The Broken Kingdom. Mm-hmm. This is our main show. The episode number for the podcast is 298. And you can find the show notes at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 298. Do you realize what this means? <laughs> a couple of things, yeah. What does that mean? Our 300th episode will be recorded on Halloween. Okay. Like actual Halloween day. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but it'll be in the daytime, so there'll be no uh, right. kids at the door. No, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And uh 300, that's a lot. A lot mm-hmm. of a lot a lot of stuff cuz when I started doing the numbers, I counted all the way back and yeah. I just that's the number I came up with and so I started numbering that way. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's it's tough. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, let's kind of dive into some views first, and um, I know that you wanted to talk about at least one thing, and I wanted to kind of talk about a couple of things. So, mm-hmm. we just rewatched the episode, The Broken Kingdom, and yeah, it, it, it hit me differently as than normal, but what did you want to talk about? Well, I, I mean, yeah, it was definitely, there were some things that I was kind of like, wait, what? First watch was fine, but then watching it again, you're like... Mm, mm, I'm having a little trouble with that. But I will say, and I don't want to talk about that because I know we have some emails and stuff that have covered some of that stuff too. So we can dive into that a little deeper. But the other thing is that I, the one thing I did think was really fun watching it again the second time was Hook and Emma in the stable. Mm -hmm. And the watching Henry, you brought up the fact that it reminded us of when Emma and Hook went back in time in season four and, or end of season, yeah, end of three, three, you're right, end of three. And they were watching uh, Snow and Charming fall in love, watching Henry and Violet fall in love. So that's kind of cute. It was adorable. Anyway, and Hook. Hook was hilarious. Hook was beyond funny. He Mm -hmm. was just such a a character in that, you know, scene. So that's all. Well, yeah, he's a uh, a player. Oh, uh, very much so. He's a ladies' man. He's always been a ladies' man. Not unlike. Old habits die hard. Yeah. Not unlike Georgie Porgy, but we're not going to talk mm, no, about no, that. No, no. We may have voicemails in the future from Georgie Porgy's phone, but uh, we hope you enjoy the last one. You know, I didn't get any, hardly any tweets at all about that. I was kind of really amazed because I know that, that half the number of folks listen to the main show versus the first thoughts, which right. that's fine. I mean, yeah. first thoughts, a whole bunch of people more listen to it, which sure. that's cool. Sure. So, all right. I'm usually the uh, Sammy Sunshine happy guy, and uh, we've even got 
iTunes reviews about, oh, you guys should be more um, critical and, oh, you know, you, you know, you make it all sound so perfect and great and all this kind of thing. <laughs> and, and I think we've pointed out certain things that we don't like. Yeah. But this was the first episode that I started thinking, you know, if someone just happened upon this show right now, they would be so confused mm-hmm. with all the flashbacks and the five years and the six minutes later and all these kind of different things. They would be completely just confused. And I totally agree with uh, Josh and Steph over at uh, Once Upon a Doc, uh, Once Upon a, Th- a Time the podcast. They were like their head, their heads were hurting because mm. it was just so. Uh, what now? Where are we now? Plus. They, they were introducing things like the gauntlet. I know what the gauntlet is. You know what the gauntlet is. But somebody just kind of happening upon it, they kind of talked about it throughout, but they didn't know that it had been used before. No. And kind of, I don't know, it just, it seemed like it was a very fan insider episode. And it really um. wasn't inclusive that would kind of bring in somebody brand new. It It really kind of bugged me. So, yeah, there were little things, like I said, that were like, huh, huh, okay, well, I still love the show. Oh, absolutely. You know, and and the thing, the thing that's really tough for me, I listen to a lot of podcasts all the time, and it's just sometimes you know people just get so down about it, and it's like, wow, maybe maybe you should watch Doctor Who or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm not that way. I still enjoy the, the, the television show. I enjoy the actors. Mm-hmm. I think there was some great moments mm-hmm. and, and some great acting and some great lines, some great dialogue. But yeah. just overall, I really, this is not one of my favorite no, episodes. No, no, no. This is definitely not one of my favorites either. So I, I just, you know. Kind of grumpy about it. But, you know, I mean, then I started looking at the doors and I started thinking, how many portal doors? Because that's what I do. I, I notice connections between whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah, I don't have anything else. I, really, I mean, like I said, I would rather go through some of the emails because yeah. I did happen to glance at a couple. And I want to, you know, address some of what I agree with when I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, and then I have some thoughts on some of those things. So, anyway. Yep. All right, here we go. We have some fantastic emails, and I mm-hmm. want to thank everyone that took time to email us. Mm-hmm. Uh, emails make me less grumpy. Yes, and they so, do. anyway, thank you so much. The first email is from Alina, mm-hmm. and it said this, oh, this episode was more fuller than moving the plot along, along and it got a more interesting toward the end. And um, she enjoys Regina's comments about the Charmings that can outlive a cockroach. Yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, that kind of a thing. So, um, but overall, I think she enjoyed the episode. So thank you so much, Alina, for Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. The next episode, uh, the next email is from Chris Tipton. It's like I'm trying to move along here. (laughs) Hey, y'all. This was a decent episode. I really enjoyed the music. Mark Isham is a composing genius. And I would agree. There's yes. been a number of musical moments in the last couple of episodes that I hadn't mentioned, but you're absolutely right. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really great. Uh, the one thing I absolutely hated about the episode kicks off my five points. Uh, the plot line, number five, the plot line of Lancelot and Guinevere was extremely disappointing to me. 
Uh, I feel like they were not, they were giving her an excuse to cheat on Arthur. And I think that's a lot of people have said that as well. True. Um, but, but I mean, well, what cheating did she actually do? She kissed him. True. But when someone kind of expresses they love someone, mm-hmm. there's kind of a lot more going on. And I, but I understand what Chris is saying. Right. But on the other hand, the husband that is obsessed to the point where he won't come out. Uh, look, there's, and I mentioned this before. There's a lot of dates in a woman's life that's important. A birthday is one of them. If you forget a birthday, yeah, uh, come up, forget it. And 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 you know, it you sucks can, when people forget your birthday. You can it really say, does. You can especially say, when it's your loved ones. Well, sure. Mm-hmm. You could say Lancelot. You know, kind of oh, was using that to, you know, work in toward her or whatever. But. You know, the bottom line is maybe Lancelot really cared about her. Arthur didn't seem to. I just say that. Okay. Arthur did, but he was more obsessed with, you know, the power of the, you know, becoming the greatest king in all the realms. I, I, I don't want to go full into it. No, but men but, are yeah. more interested in, in acts of, of the betterment of everyone and all that. And they forget mm. the little things mm-hmm. that are big things. But to them... Uh, anyway, it's yeah. man and woman. Yes, it's not good that Arthur was giving more attention to the dagger than her. Okay, uh, but that's no excuse. Oh, okay. Uh, and the scene where she kisses Arthur and they try to make you feel sorry for Lancelot made me cringe. I understand it wasn't real, but Guinevere is still Arthur's wife. True. That's where she should be. Yeah. I, oh boy, there's a the bunch of stories and stuff that works differently. Uh, and unfortunately, in life. So. I, I see the point because the reality is, is his obsession was more important than her. Still not a reason. Like, okay, so he's not paying attention to you. He's yeah. trying to do something that will better your life, quote unquote. Yeah. So, I mean, there is that side of it. I, 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 you know, playing devil's advocate, I totally see where Chris is coming from. So when you come from a, a divorced family, it is really, it's tough to... Yep. Kind of, I understand what you're saying, but things happen. I also feel that they're breaking the laws of magic with this sand making Guinevere love Arthur. Yeah, and I'll bet you when they tie him down, they're going to say, well, she doesn't love Arthur. It's just no, 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 kind no. of this. No, no, no. She always loved Arthur. That yeah, was yeah, never yeah. in question. Mm-hmm. What the sand was supposed to do was to Setting make things aside. appear. Yeah whole again so their relationship was torn when she kissed uh lancelot Lancelot. Mm -hmm. right Right. so and it was it was torn before that because arthur put you know the dagger the quest for the dagger ahead of you know he couldn't wait one more day what's one more day he's he's been after this for so long he couldn't wait until after her birthday was over he couldn't you know spend enough time with her that to the point where Lancelot right. had to do this. So, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, dude, seriously? I mean, one more day is not going to do anything. So that's one thing. But the, the the sand itself was supposed to make things appear whole again mm-hmm. that were broken. Yes. Their relationship was broken. The love was always there. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that it was a fake, you know, making her fall in love with him again. She already loved him. The difference is that made it seem like there wasn't a rift in their marriage and there is, and it's, it's definitely still there. Correct. And yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I suppose technically she just appears to. So I guess uh, that's their loophole. 
Number four, Arthur. I love the casting choice for young Arthur. Mm-hmm. His eyes are so like the grown Arthur. It's uncanny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally agree yeah. with you. I feel like he could easily be his son, LOL. <laughs> I was disappointed to find out my theory was wrong. Arthur did not put Merlin in the tree. Mm. Yeah, it, I, I want to find out more about that because I kind of, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to go back in time and kind of see that moment when he talked to or heard Merlin mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. tree. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that. I think it was probably the Lady of the Lake. Could have been. Which in many Arthurian legend stories actually did imprison Merlin in a tree. Mm. It makes total sense that finding the dagger basically drove Arthur mad. And we've Mm -hmm. seen that. I was thinking of Treasure of Sierra Madre, Lord of the Rings. There's these things that men, you know, the women in white in um, Fellini movies. There's Mm. this thing uh, Ahab and, and Moby Dick, there's these things. Even Shakespeare, Ophelia went mad. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this is a, a kind of a constant Jefferson theme. went mad. Yeah, true, true. And it was the quest for being able to get his daughter back, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the portal, that obsession with the portal made him go crazy. Yeah. I also feel they're breaking the laws. Okay, okay. My, my mistake. Uh, let me get back to it. I should have seen... That coming about the dagger making uh, Arthur mad. Mm -hmm. It was so sad to see the broship of Arthur and David die so hard. True. Mm -hmm. Because he really, I mean, we kind of talked about it. He didn't have kind of a a drinking bro or or baseball game bro or something. I love David calling him out on tricking him with the comfy chair. And that's a Monty Python little tip of the hat, I think. Number three, the Dark One Vault. Seeing inside the Dark One Vault was epic, but I have to question why the dagger was there. I suppose this was during the time when Rumpel was terrorizing the Enchanted Forest, and this is where he kept it? It wouldn't have been, actually, because five years ago he was in Storybrooke. Well, okay. Let me just throw this out there. Is... Was that where the shadow... You see, that's the problem with us watching for five seasons. Right. Maybe the shadow put it there? I don't... During that time when he said, hide it where I can't get it or something? That wouldn't have been five years ago. All right. That would have only been a few months ago. That's the only time where it was kind of... Maybe a year ago, but not five. Okay. So they screwed up the the timeline, unless that's a huge clue as to what's really going on. So the Dark One Vault... Rumpel himself would not have been there. But this same Rumpel that we saw with the dagger, mm-hmm. which probably was a fake, because we know Rumpel's been able to make fake ones. Right. That that Rumpel that we saw is exactly the same Rumpel that Emma keeps seeing. Mm-hmm. Lancelot referred to him as the demon. Didn't refer to him as Rumpelstiltskin. Didn't refer to him by name. We didn't see the name on the dagger. Right. So in all reality... It, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a fake. Right. Everything's fake, including that Rumpelstiltskin. I don't believe that's a real Rumpelstiltskin. I think it's like kind of like how he saw Belle on the island, and it was yeah. a shadow impersonating him. I think it's honestly. Here's my little theory. I'm going to throw this out. I think it's Merlin. 
Okay. I think it's Merlin who's impersonating him. I think it's Merlin who's actually the evil dark one, the dark one of all dark ones. I think Merlin is desperate to get the dagger back himself, and he cannot do it for some unknown reason. There's going to be some you know, hindrance upon him that he's not able to do so, and he has to be given the dagger somehow. He has to reunite it with Excalibur, or if he keeps it apart, that's how he keeps his both sides of the, the coin kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. he appears good, but then he's not. There's any number of reasons why, but I do believe that Merlin is not trapped in the tree. I think that's a big fake. I think that Merlin is, how would Merlin get himself trapped in a tree if he's supposed to be so powerful? I think Merlin's behind all of this and it's not good. And right. they're releasing Merlin's going to be a, an epically bad thing. That's what I think. And we may find that he shapeshifted the whole thing. Exactly. So. And I mean, it's very much like to me, it reminds me very much of Lost, the whole Dark One vault, mm-hmm. the way that whole thing looked in the ground. Yep. What, yep. what Arthur didn't find that riding around somewhere in his own kingdom, really? I find that tough to believe. That was a whole other issue. Don't even get me started on that. But then having the magical key, you know, sequence to get into the, the vault. You know, how do you figure that out? Where do you get that information? Don't care at this point. But the fact that the Dark One vault is there and there's the dark, black shadowy dark thing. See, see how so confusing it is? It's very, it's confu- very confusing. And that's I mean, what I'm saying. I think that Merlin's behind mm. all of this. That's what I think. I don't think it's Rumpel at all. It's, it's Merlin. We want everybody to watch this show, but I'm telling yeah, you what, absolutely. if they, if they, no wonder the ratings are dropping. If somebody tuned in last Sunday, they go, what in the world show is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, all right. I, I got to get happy. Move again. on. Makes sense, I guess. And um, did did the shadow hide Rumpel's Dark One Dagger, or was that his something else no his shadow did hide it but okay, his shadow right. hid it somewhere probably in storybook okay, or wherever cool i, I just wanted to make sure that he was hiding the and maybe dagger, it was so. hidden in in that particular area but if that's mm-hmm. the case then that's a ginormous plot hole because that whole thing with neverland did not happen five years ago it happened maybe a year ago if that True. all right less than so. rumple rumple getting the gauntlet so easily massively contradicts season four rumple said he went to camelot mm-hmm. to get it Right. And she asked him how it went and he said, Good for me, not good not so good for Camelot. Well, they screwed the pooch on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh he didn't go to Camelot at all for it. Uh, he was handed it. L O L. Nice plot hole. I mm-hmm. okay, see, I and and I didn't even realize that, but I mean you're kind of on to what I'm Part of the at, problem is Chris. they used the five-year mark. That was their biggest mistake. Five yeah. years, a bad, bad move. Yeah. Because if you'd said a year ago, we would have all believed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the darkness that tried to take Lancelot at all. I thought that all the darkness was in Rumple. I thought this was a cheap plot device to push Gwen mm-hmm. to kiss Lancelot. Nah, yep. I hadn't even yep. thought about that, yep. but you're well, probably right. Well, I was right. thinking about that, too. I was going, yeah. wait a second. How yeah. in the world? And again, it comes back to what we've said before is there's many, many dark ones that, you know, were all supposedly when Rumpel was resurrected, he, you know, they resurrected all of them. But it doesn't seem to be the case. Or maybe they did. I don't know. Yeah. So apparently not all dark, not all darkness is in Rump- was in Rumpel. And not all darkness resides in any of the dark ones. It's got its own little vault that it hangs out. Half part of it hangs out. And again, I still think it's Merlin. Number two, Merida. Even though she wasn't in the episode much, she still was great. I mm-hmm. loved her character and can't wait to see her team up with Lancelot. 
I rolled my eyes when Emma told her she was going to use her to make Rumpel brave. Cue rim shot. Mm-hmm. But I still think this has potential to be a fun storyline. Yeah. yeah. Number one, Emma and Killian. Wow, I love this so much. Killian's devotion to Emma is positively heartwarming. Mm-hmm. I love how hard he's willing to work to help Emma. It's love in its truest sense to me. My heart broke for Emma seeing how tortured she was. I still want to know if the same thing happened to Rumpel during the beginning of him being the dark one. Totally agree. I would love to see that. And who would have been there to save him? Nobody. And that's the unfortunate reality of why he was the dark one for so long, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Killian's face when he found out about Henry having a crush on Violet was amazing. <laughs> I Okay. As much as I'm grumpy about this episode... The the exchange between Arthur and Guinevere I thought was the most powerful thing when the, it was the fight and then that 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 end section of that. I thought the, the writing and the acting was fantastic. Arthur more than Guinevere. But I thought the, the stable scene with uh, Hook and Emma and Henry was fantastically funny, mm-hmm. witty, great. There was so much stuff mm-hmm. going on. I thought that moment there... That was the highlight of the entire episode to me. Yeah, it was. I mean, I love the Snow and Charming kind of resolution, how they fought and then then they worked together. There's little things here and there that that I enjoyed. But the best part was absolutely what we're talking about right here, that that scene in the uh, stable. He looked like such a proud father. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Easily the best moment of the episode. I totally Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah. One side note, the Charmings coming to a quick resolution to their fight was, yes, another easy resolution. But I appreciate it because it shows what a great couple and parents they are. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, not all fights need to be dragged out. We don't, I mean, we've had a few fights in our in our marriage. and <laughs> A few. Uh, not too many, actually. Right. But, right. I mean, they get resolved pretty quickly because we understand that, you know, life goes on and it's not worth getting, you know, angry and holding grudges for years on it and not you you shouldn't die on every hill right you pick your battles Mm -hmm. and and most battles are not worth fighting all the way through all in all a good episode i just wish we could find out more about merlin although it was nice to hear how he gave the prophecy he spoke it as a tree did he like turn into grandmother willow oh nice connection i Mm -hmm. didn't even think about Mm -hmm. that or something and speak to him I thought you needed the toadstool to communicate through magical barriers. Oh, man. Sigh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Are you writing all this down, Chris? I mean, it, it's really hard to keep up with all these things. Right. Uh, maybe it wasn't so nice after all. I should stop thinking about it too much. Ha ha. Well, <laughs> drink some chamomile tea. That might help. I don't know. Uh, I give this episode 7.75 out of 10 head demons. Okay. Chris Tipton. All right, the next email is from Trace. Hi, Trace. It says, hi, Colleen and Jeff. No apologies necessary, Jeff, for interrupting emails. I would say from all of us, that's why we write in to start conversations and get input and ideas from you and everyone listening. If all you did was read emails outright and then say goodbye, wouldn't be nearly as fun. (laughs) I look forward to the things I learned from this episode and the top 10 list and everyone's theories and little details I missed. Something... Oh, someone brought up Madame Mim, Mm -hmm. and my little Disney heart got all a flutter. How great would that be? 
Okay, Colleen asked about Rumpel's trip to Camelot in the past. Bell asked Rumpel back in the Enchanted Forest if he, if he succeeded in his quest to Camelot. He said he got one. See? Yep. <laughs> See? We have fans, man. They remember yeah, this they stuff. Do. <laughs> he said he got what he went for when he asked how it went. He said, good for me, not so good for Camelot. Interesting. And does fit. Well, except for the timeline, but that's just something I ignore and enjoy the show. Oh, you ain't the only one, Trace. I thought this episode was pretty good, and I may be in the first few that think so, but it feels so first season that I just loved it. Okay. So many Aside from the plot holes, that yeah, is. Yeah, you got to kind of step around there. I'm pretty good at stepping around plot holes, but man, this was really tough. I lost a shoe. Okay, so many little things being put into place to ponder and theorize about. Here are my thoughts on the broken kingdom. Okay, I so agree with you both. I was yelling at David, what are you doing, David? Don't do this. And I was like, really? Snow, what the heck are you doing? I felt for it, <laughs> hook, line, and sinker, and I loved it. When I realized they were up to their old tricks working together to mm -hmm. get what they need, it was great. Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like they could have tried a teeny bit harder at Granny's, though. David, Snow, and Lancelot are not amateurs. Okay, and thank you for pointing that out because, by the way, when we rewatched re it, and it was something that bothered me at the beginning, too, and I just didn't mention it when we did First Thoughts. Seriously, Guinevere comes towards you, tells you they're not going to imprison you, and she comes towards you, and you just stand there, and then you see her literally take dust and throw Snow, who had dust that would reduce something to a squashable, uh, you know... Being okay. really, you just stand there and let her blow that crap in your face. What was outside, though? I, I understand that. Okay. I understand right. that. But what I'm saying is, all you have to do is just wow. It, I mean, I would have put up a little bit more of a fight, or I would have, you know, asked what it did, and then when found out, kind of found a way to kind of, you know, not inhale it somehow or whatever. And like, I don't know. <laughs> don't inhale. You can't be president. Okay, so I think <laughs> anyway. that the dust. May have something to do with the flowers, but that's just my little. Yeah, well, it's the same color, theory. so you know. Anyway, I will continue. They can fight when needed, yet they stood there and got pink sanded. Boo! Mm -hmm. Arthur, ugh, what a toad! How did he ever get so far from the guy who pulled the sword to a smarmy, no good tool? No wonder her heart was veering towards Lancelot. Now that I am a promoter, of, not that I'm a promoter of adultery. But right. Arthur did emotionally leave her and that marriage years ago. Yeah. She tried to make the right choice, and he pink-sanded her anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he's a jerk. <laughs> this is a family <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Trace. Yeah, he is. You don't do that to the love of your life. Mm -mm. I wonder if her and Lancelot do truly love each other, and if a kiss can break this spell. And well, That's a good point. Mm-hmm. So, and we've seen that kisses don't normally help all the time, but right. who knows? And where is this Ansel and where is this Lancelot now anyway? Arthur and Zelina are equally wicked. I hope that Regina and Robin can see that Snow and Charming are under a spell, but she's trying to trust them so much and she may not see it. I say maybe Henry. I'll anyway, we'll we'll see. We'll see. And this is where I and this is where they all fail Emma. True. Mm -hmm. Regina should have been hiding at Granny's to help. Hello. Mm -hmm. She is magical, everyone. 
so Merlin has been in the tree all a long time. Who put him there? The Dark One, Blue Fairy, himself? So interesting. This is the second mention that Emma should save herself. Like I said the last time, she said she's the only one that saves herself. Mm-hmm. And this week, Rumpel told her, you're the savior. Save yourself. Mm-hmm. Emma has to be working against herself. She is in there somewhere. I, and I agree. Yep. Yep. There's, a, there's a battle. Or like Vader said, the conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arthur is going to try and use the dagger to control Emma to, to do bad things. Ugh, I'm so worried for her. It's very much like uh, Hook was mm-hmm. controlled. Yeah. No, no, no. Never mind. Not that. Uh, maybe against Henry... This has to be why she's so angry at everyone and why she told Henry she didn't blame him, that he didn't fail her. Everyone else did. Poor Merida. She's going to curse the day she ran into Emma for sure. This is getting so good every week. Oh, send some of that good my way, will you? Oh, boy, this was tough. Uh, I just can't wait to see what's coming and how that will unfold. I agree. I want to see it unfold. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. This was a tough. This was, to me, a filler episode, and I hope they explain the plot holes because they've got some serious plot holes. Uh, I think uh, I'm just me here. Uh, I think they're going to run into trouble with uh, the the whole good and evil at the same time using the wand. We haven't seen the wand. We haven't heard Mm -hmm, about the wand. mm. So just remember that. Yep. Uh, things that made me go, hmm, pink sand that appears to fix broken things. Okay, I guess I see that since Arthur pink-eyed Guinevere, that it would fix her as to what he sees as broken in her. Hmm. And when they dusted Camelot, it fixed what they feel was broken in their vision of Camelot. That's that's a great point right mm-hmm. there, how you see it. Mm-hmm. And I think it could be different for everyone. That's a great yeah. point. And Snow and Charming got fixed to their way of thinking. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Is this how all the all see the dust work on people? Fixes things from the perspective of one's doing the dusting. Wow. Perhaps. That's a great point. Perhaps. Poofing. People poof when they don't need to and don't when they should. Oh, that's a wow. Yeah. Let me take a minute to drink that in. That was a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. Regina was two feet from the door when she poofed away from the argument. Yet when they needed to get gold and the author last season to save all of them, they split up and ran across town together. Mm-hmm. Makes me giggle. Where's the rest of the gang? Not a granny's. Or could they have helped Snow and Charming? Didn't the dwarves go along to help? And what the heck is with the dark, dark one goo and that try to get Lancelot? Yeah, that's a good good questions. Rumble was clearly the dark one at that time, so why was there free flowing dark one goop running amok? Great yeah, point. it could be a, a sentinel or guard of the I don't know what. We I'm, they better explain it and it better be really good when they do. Yeah. Big love to you both and all the oncers. Hang in there, everyone, and wait for it. Be brave. <laughs> Talk to you all next week, Trace. Thanks, Thank Trace. you, Trace, so much. For that, this is from Janice. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. Janice Marie, once again, to give you my thoughts on the episode Broken Kingdom. Before I get into my thoughts on the episode, I just have to ask you one question. Did you see the final trailer for The Force Awakens? 
Yes, it was uh, fantastic. And I did see some kind of once upon a timey sort of themes in there. Mm-hmm. Ah, we won't talk about that now. But it was fantastic. Okay, now that I've got that out of the way, here are my thoughts on The Broken Kingdom. First, I have to talk about the whole Captain Swan, Violet Believer scene in the stable. That's a that's a popular <laughs> scene. Because it was the best one of the it, whole it episode, was, man. It was. When you get the other things, yeah. They had that had to be the favorite part of the episode. You and many other people. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious seeing Hook being happy for Henry, while Emma, on the <laughs> other hand, seeming to be showing a little of her protectiveness. Well, actually, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like Regina in the second episode this season. Sp- yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Exactly. What is my yeah? What's my son doing over there with that girl? Yeah. Speaking of Henry and Violet, I noticed a great parallel between. Those two and Regina and Daniel. Regina had fallen in love with Daniel, who was a stable boy. Mm -hmm. Great point. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Henry had a crush on Violet, who seems to be a stable girl. Right. Mm -hmm. Regina was a princess when when she was with Daniel, and Henry is a prince. Mm -hmm. Given that one of his moms is a queen and the other mom is a princess, I just hope that Henry's relationship with Violet turns out a little, if not, a lot better than Regina and Daniels. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll see. Uh, number three, young Arthur and young Guinevere. Phenomenal casting. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that the boy who played Arthur has amazing eyes. I would agree. <laughs> that is very true, and I think that's what everybody noticed from the beginning. Too bad his eyes couldn't hypnotize me like that pink sand and say, this is a fantastic episode, Jeff. <laughs> like, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah, wow, it was. I need some pink sand. I need some pink sand for this episode. You do. My gosh. You need to be pink sanded. I don't have any. I'm sorry. (sighs) Pink eye me. Okay. Every time the camera cut to him, all I could think of was, are those eyes real or is he wearing contacts? (laughs) Good point. Number four, my favorite line, charming. My wife doesn't think we can trust you, Arthur. It's the beard, isn't it? (laughs) That was a pretty funny uh, little line. I, I... I like the guy that plays Arthur. I think he's he's charming. Mm-hmm. He, and, Very. And no wonder he's kind of bad. I think he's, anyway. Number five, I completely forgot that Granny's was in the middle of the woods. No wonder I was so confused when I saw Snow in her Camelot <laughs> outfit inside the diner in those press release photos. Yep. Yeah, it took yep. me a minute to like remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. They moved Granny's diner there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did want to say one thing, that Guinevere in her little... Um, quest with Lancelot to go get the dagger, uh-huh. her outfit looked just like Jack. A very beautiful actress on this show that only lasted one episode. Remember yeah. Jack and James? No, the original. David. David. Okay. Yep. Right? Yeah. Jack no, looked. James. Yeah. I don't, I'm all confused. I, this episode has okay. confused me. All right. But anyway, it's the Jack whole Jack beautiful. the Beanstalk she stuff. Wore the, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Number six, finally, the whole scene where Snow and Charming actually set up Arthur. That was definitely a twist I did not expect. One of the best the shows has ever done, in my opinion. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. Can't wait for your next podca- podcast. I will try to email you guys as often, often as I can for now. I love your show, and I love you guys. Oh, and tell Lady I said hello. Well, we will. We'll definitely do that. Thank you so much. Uh, your fan, Janice Marie. Thank you so Aww, much, Janice. We appreciate so that. Sweet. And we will certainly let... We love our fans. We have some really good fans. Yep. 
And wherever lady is, I think she's sleeping on her. Yeah. We'll tell we call her. it a pimp pillow. It's really high. Yeah. Well, she loves to get in there. Climb up there and be on her little throne, it's her little princess yeah, throne. It's a pillow way bigger than it needs to be, but she <laughs> loves it. All right. Thanks so much, Janice Marie, for that. This is from Chris Incensi. Uh, Chris says, I'd be careful of what you wish for about wanting to know where Emma got her tattoo. Remember when Lost explained Jack's tattoos and we got the episode with Bai Ling, a serious <laughs> contender for the worst episode of the series, Chris and Cincy. That's true. Yeah. Although yeah. I think any one of the Nick and Paolo. Nicky and Paolo. Was, Nicky and Paolo is yeah. right up there with that Bai Ling episode. But yeah, it, Oh, I don't want to talk about Lost right now. I agree with you, Chris. Yep. Let's move on. This is from Brad. Uh, good day, Jeff and Colleen. Here's a thought. Maybe if the sands of Avalon were used on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, they could have fixed the ratings. <laughs> well, they need to fix the ratings on Once Upon a Time, brother. Yeah, they do. Now. Yeah, they do. Oh, well, I guess the sands can't fix every problem. Now on to the things I learned in this week's episode, The Broken Kingdom. Number one. It's difficult to be intimate while imaginary Rumpel is watching from the shadows. That, yeah, that's really creepy. Yeah. Whether it's a little kiss kiss or ride on a horse, it's just, yeah. 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 It's very, yeah. Number two, there comes a time in every man's life where we must admit defeat and ask the wife, fix this, my love. That's <laughs> absolutely true. I can speak from experience. Number three, or call the plumber. That's the second thing you would mm -hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Beer. Mm -hmm. Sweetie. Love you. Okay. Mm -hmm. Number three, when you and your partner start having a heated argument, be mindful of the poor, unfortunate souls that are trapped in the room. <laughs> I mean, did you see the look on Regina's face? It's kind of like, hmm, ooh. Well, the funny wow. thing is, Regina didn't just offer to walk away at that point. She could have just kind of snuck out without them even noticing. I thought that was kind of funny that she wanted to stick around and watch them duke it out a little bit, I think. Yeah, because everybody kind of just left. They all had their things to do. And, yeah, yeah. And then they were just there and like, Regina, can we have a moment? Oh, well, sure. Well, okay. Well, and even Snow realized and was a little bit embarrassed that they had their little spat in front of her. And I think it was kind of funny that, you know, Regina is like, Standing there just watching it all unfold. I do want to say, though, that and we've said that one of the great things about this show is it shows reality. Mm -hmm. and we haven't we've seen little spats and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that that argument, boy, I totally agree with Snow. She goes, oh, it was real. Yeah, it was very real. <laughs> She's later on. Yeah. Lancelot said, what's that? You know, you messing around. No, that was real. I'm but telling you. But we quickly resolved. Right, yeah, right, so. right. Number four, sometimes you. Oh, wait, how did he even know about it? Oh, who, somebody Pot said hole. It. How did Lancelot know about the fight? Maybe he told her. I Maybe. Or maybe she, she told maybe him. Maybe she told him, but we didn't see that part, All so right. it looks like a plot hole. But anyway. Well, it's just like, this is a Swiss, a Swiss cheese episode. Yep. Yep. I still love it, though, but this oh, was dude. hard. Love this the show. Tough. Love the characters. Right. Love the actors. Number four. Sometimes you just have to tell your husband to shut up and dance with me. Yeah. Like that song. <laughs> All right, yeah. number five, a man's ship should never fit in his pocket. But it did fit in a bottle. But okay, yeah, I, get, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And there's a little joke there probably somewhere. Number six, many politicians have been tricked by a fancy title and a comfy chair. Boy, <laughs> boy. That is true. Yeah. It's very boy, true. Howdy. I, uh, yep. 
All right, number seven. Uh, since Emma can now hear the whispers of a certain weapons of power, Happy's moaning acts must really be annoying. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But I didn't realize it till the second time I watched it, it is the Dark One Dagger was calling out for its other half. Mm-hmm. And that could be... It kind of alluding to romance too, you know. Sure. Your your sure. your heart goes where it goes, and all that, and yeah. and if it goes to the wrong place, you end up on Maury, and that's bad. You don't yeah. want that. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that. That was a funny joke. Yeah, it was. It was funny. Let's move on. All right, uh, number eight. When Rumpelstiltskin said nothing can stop the darkness, he neglect he neglected to mention the part about the torches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except one thing. Ah, never mind. But no, actually, you know what? That makes total sense. Light quenches the darkness. True, but I mean, the right? Could have. Yeah, yeah. I get direct light would. I mean, shining a light directly on it, touching it with the light, I, would actually quench the darkness. I guess Emma could have found her iPhone and turned on the the light on the iPhone and but tried then, to but shine then it, it in no, the darkness. No, but then it would have like. Attack somebody It would have took the iPhone because right. it had updated firmware. Okay. Number nine, revealing your evil plan out loud is a guarantee for failure. Yeah, but it happens all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. 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 Before I kill you, I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah. First thing. Yeah. All right. Number 10, Merlin's half-truth prophecies are similar to telling Sneezy, one day you'll have rock-hard abs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Observations: the sands of Avalon. There seem to be a limitless su- supply of the sands of Avalon. One would have thought using it to fix the broken kingdom would have depleted it, but there was still plenty left. Oh yeah, yeah. This is turning into one of those convenient magical items that can explain everything away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add this to the list of erase memories, shape shifting, and squid ink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sneezy's a potion from Blue to uh, return his memories. That that too. Right. To re- remove his memories. No, nah, to re- return them. Remember at the end of, I think it was season two, he didn't have his his memories. And Oh, yeah, here's something oh, from... Oh, Sneezy. Oh, Sneezy. I was yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. Grumpy, the one he... when. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Yep. I'm all messed up. Okay. Episodes discombobulated. Hang in there. All right. If... It was used only one time. This could be overlooked, but three times is way too much. Houston, we have a problem. Yep. Yeah. Uh, King Arthur. I'll still deal with it if they bring Megan back. So they have. So it's, yeah. it's sort of okay. King Arthur. I believe Arthur is misguided, but not evil yet. Many people do things for reasons they believe to be right. Mm-hmm. And again, this comes back to the premiere of this uh, season is doing the wrong things for the right reasons doesn't really make it right and all that this can be a very fine line though because as we saw with cora doing questionable acts for reasons you believe to be good can hurt many people and sear your conscience it's true mm-hmm. That's protecting true. is a yeah it creates a character thing mm-hmm. protecting camelot is a noble act but lying brainwashing obsessing and killing question mark to get it done are the wrong ways to achieve it. I think he can still turn it around, but he's just one step away from being a misguided king to a full-fledged villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
And so they, you know, we've seen what makes a hero, what makes a villain and all that. So that's interesting that somebody has gone back or toward it. Yeah. Burning questions. Did Kay play a role in possibly tricking his foster brother, Arthur, about the sword in the stone when they were kids? He seemed way too confident in himself when he tried retrieving Excalibur so he could be king. Uh, predictions. Uh, what if the darkness could become a separate entity by taking on the physical appearance of Rumpelstiltskin? I, we were talking about this right before yep. we recorded. I yep. think you are correct, sir. Without using Gold's body as a host, we sure. could relish in the pure joy of an evil manipulating and at times hilarious Rumpel without worrying about his relationships with Belle suffering or his redemption being compromised. I've always loved Rumpelstiltskin, but since I knew about his origins with Mila, Bay, and Belle, it made it difficult to enjoy his, enjoy his antics at times. Mm-hmm. We know that darkness can take on this persona because of how he appears to Emma. How amazing would it be to f- see Gold finally stand up to the darkness slash Rumpelstiltskin that has plagued him for centuries, only this time to be able to look him right between his evil eyes. Yeah. This would be a truly great way to show that he is no longer a coward, but how the darkness will never control him again and how. Uh, we know Robert Carlyle can play dual personalities, but we've never seen him, seen them interact with each other. I'm crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. I just... It'd be a fascinating scene. And I, I think we may suffer the problem of the redeemed rumple and how people will like that. Right. So. Right. Wishing you both big love and mad props, Brad. Thank you, Brad, Thanks, so Brad. much for that. This is from Genevieve. Hi, Jeff and Colleen. Genevieve is a magnificent knitter. She and is. And sci-fi fan of all things sci-fi. Yes. She has uh, she has a great book. We actually yeah, yeah, interviewed yeah. her. and yeah. I'll put a link to it, it yeah. in the show notes that yeah. you can purchase it. Fantastic stuff. Uh, Fantastic stuff. Uh, it, we get a small percentage of uh, when you buy it from us, but you will help us and Genevieve as well. And you should knit. It's a fun it is. hobby. Okay. I was listening to your recent First Thoughts podcast, and I wanted to send in my thoughts. You spoke of the bully who was teasing Arthur with the sword and the rocks and also spoke about who might have adopted Arthur. In Arthurian legend, the bully is Kay who became Sir Kay, the knight who disappeared after trying to take the sword out of the stone in episode one. Kay was Arthur's foster-slash-adoptive brother, son of Sir Ector. Ector. Uh, Merlin gave Arthur to Ector after Uther Pendragon, Arthur's father, fled for his life. He's always been... He's always in competition with Arthur and is not the nicest guy, although... Though he ends up being the knight of the round table. So kind of a jerk, kind of amazing that he's a knight. Yeah. So while Hector may end up to be the nice guy in the show, his rotten son Kay is going to be the jerk to Arthur, which isn't a great situation for an adopted child. I am uh, Genevieve. I am named after Guinevere and have learned a few things about her, about Arthur over the years. And as such, I'm terribly disappointed in the depiction of both Arthur and Guinevere in this story. Neither one is very sympathetic or very likable. 
I hope that there's some kind of explanation beyond Arthur is evil. I, I think there will be. Mm-hmm. I suppose yeah. we'll have to just have to be patient. Normally, they're pretty good about this person is bad and then this is why. So we can see all sides. That's just my experience. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're in the tower or Jack. Okay. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the podcast, Genevieve. And she also wrote back, I'm also very confused about the five years ago. You ain't the only one. Mm -hmm. When Lancelot and Guinevere went to get the Darkwing Dagger, and Rumpel was there. Wasn't Rumpel in Storybrooke five years ago? Wasn't he in Storybrooke for the last 20 years? Just wondering. I don't think it had been five years since Rumpel died. That is true. Genevieve. So I, I think it is a personification of evil and not really Rumpel. Rumpel. It looks like him because that would be a familiarity for both Lancelot and, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. Mm-hmm. they, the dark, the darkness, Lancelot even referred to it as the demon. So that's why I'm saying, you know, and I said this earlier, is that I, I I'm totally agree. She's absolutely right on the money. Five years ago, Rumple was in Storybrooke. There's no way that could be the actual real Rumple. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to be the real dagger because... And it was actually not... It was Guinevere and Lancelot. But uh, my thinking is, is that that was the personification of the current... Uh, dark one, considering the current dark one was trapped in Storybrooke. Yeah, you know what I mean, and when Rumple or when Gold died, quote unquote, yeah. and got this white heart, the darkness was separated from him, so that part of him was not him anymore. Right, but I think she's talking about when Rumple di- died when he killed himself and oh, Peter got it, Pan. Got it, got it. Yeah, okay. it hasn't been right. five years. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So if they, like I said, Fair if they enough. had said a year, mm-hmm. we would have bought that that was possibly Rumple because that would have been the Dark One vault and that yeah. would have fit the timeline very nicely. Five year was five years is the mistake. Yep, yeah. I'm with you. Right? Yep. Right on. Okay. We have gotten a number of great voicemails into this podcast. 99% of them work great. People use a cell phone, landline, whatever, and we hear them fine. Unfortunately, uh, listener Andrea, I don't know what she's using to uh, leave a voicemail, but mm-hmm. please send us email because there's been a number of, of voicemails that you've left. Thank you so much for doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we, we cannot it. understand it. And even with if we play it, it's just... It, we can't understand it. So there were there were three voicemails. I yes. listened to them, and I there were a couple points that I could pull from them that we can talk about. But to play the whole thing, it's very. I had a challenge with some of the parts where there was just interference, background noise, etc. And I don't know how that's being recorded or whatever. But but the one thing that I thought was fascinating is that you know she brought up the point about the dream catchers in Emma's room, mm-hmm. and there were eight of them hanging on the you know, on the window there. And she said that, you know, she's part Native American and that the process to make those is pretty lengthy. Yeah. So that means Emma had been working in there for quite some time, apparently. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the other point. There was another, oh, uh, <clears throat> I do know one of the points that she talked about was that, uh, you know, when Rum Bell, when Bell was talking about fighting for Rumple, it was fighting for Rumple, but Hook said, I'm fighting for us. And I know she's not a big fan of Hook. Mm-hmm. 
I think what Hook was trying to say is I'm trying to fight for our relationship, for our love, not I don't think he was meaning anything other than that. I think just those are the choice is just the difference in characters, difference in words, the difference of of their, you know, the personalities. Belle would have fought for Rumpel because she cares, you know, about him. Not that Hook doesn't care about Emma because I know he does, but I think he's, he's, she is his happy ending. Mm-hmm. And he's fighting for her. He's fighting for his happy ending. He's fighting for their love. He's fighting because, I mean, they've had a struggle from day one almost since the minute he fell in love with her. He's had that struggle with her trying to get her to open up and, and you know, reciprocate. And she does. And now she's the dark one and that just jacks everything up. So, yep. It, and I. That's that's all I was going to say is okay. I mean I understand the whole it's it's semantics at this point I think more than anything else I don't think there's anything meant by it other than yeah. it's just that was Hook's choice of words. So I think for for me I think it would be easier if those were done yeah. uh, in an email form so yeah. we can kind of read them and say oh okay because I that's fascinating just the whole making of the dream catchers mm-hmm. I I yeah. would enjoy hearing about that because I know that it is a long process I have a friend that is really interested in Indian lore and 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 the make he beads and different things and it's it's fascinating yeah, it is. but it's just trying to hear it on 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 how you're leaving a voicemail is very difficult well and the funny thing is Google Voice does sometimes translate for oh, you I, we don't want me to read that oh no That's no no crazy no stuff. no no it- I when I first looked at the Google Voice translation, yeah. I'm like that was complete literal random words thrown together, yeah, yeah, and I know yeah. that's not what was yeah. really meant. So, th- it's it, yeah, it would be better if we had the if we could we could at least delve more into what Andrea is saying sure. if we had the transcript itself. So so from this point, please Andrea send in an uh, email. I, I hope you're listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So please send in an email because if you continually voicemails, they're going to be very difficult for us to play and we won't play them. And and I, I don't know that, that we'll have time to kind of listen through. So emails is the best option. I would ask that you would do that. So uh, and just one final thing is no name associated to this comment. It's just kind of like I think we all have our favorite characters and I've seen a lot of things mm-hmm. on social media and all that. And I think arguing with folks about who you like and versus somebody else that somebody else likes, let's just like what we like. And, and, you know, these wars that go on, I mean, let's just love the show. If you like a certain character more than me, that's totally cool. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have to like the same character as much as you do right. or dislike the same character. Right. It's, 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 all, it's all part. It's like flowers in a garden, right? Right. I like roses. You may like sunflowers. That's okay. And we can still enjoy the garden together. And that's what I want to say. So I don't have to really enjoy sunflowers the same as sunflower people that enjoy those. Mm -hmm. I can enjoy roses. You can enjoy sunflowers. We can stay in the same garden and enjoy the garden. So Mm -hmm. I I just, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, That is it. I don't think I have any. Oh, um, two quick, at least one quick announcement. I want to send congratulations out to Rainy Side. She's engaged. Congratulations. And uh, I also want to let you know that there's going to be another uh, interview that I'm going to put on the blog with um, uh, Mallory, Mallory McDonald. McDonald. Mm-hmm. And so that's coming up. 
So a lot of cool things coming up. Other than that, that's it. Tomorrow, the Dreamcatcher. So we get yeah. to watch out, and first thoughts is tomorrow. Take care. Don't be grumpy. We've all talked it out now, and I think everything's okay. Yeah. So send, but I want to send big love out to everybody. Big love is so big that you cannot keep it all to yourself. Take what you need. Sometimes you need more than other times and pass on the rest to somebody else. That's what makes life worth living. Take care. Leave a kind iTunes review if you have time. Uh, support us however you can, and we really appreciate all of that. Thanks to the retweeters. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone Media production. Our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. You can contact us by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash contact. You can also connect with us on social media by going to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash connect. If you enjoy what we do and would like to support us, we invite you to go to onceuponatimepodcast.com slash support. There's a number of ways that you can help us out, and we truly thank you for it. The Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast, where you experience more of the magic of ABC TV's Once Upon a Time.